Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're now in Masechet Shabbat of Kuf Mem Amur Aleph at the Mishnah in the middle of the page. Ain Shor again with preparation for uh, food and the details on Shabbat. Ain Shor at Achiltit Baposhrin to soak this particular kind of grass in tepid water. We'll see what it's about. Avon Otein the Tochachometz. You're allowed to put it into vinegar. Ain Shor at Akarshinin which is kind of vetch, you can't uh, soak them. You can't uh, rub them. But you can put them into a sieve or a basket. You can't sift grain in a regular sifter. You can't put it somewhere high so the chaff falls down. You could take it um, from the sifter and put it directly into the trough for animal food. Okay. What if you did soak this chiltit? So if you soak the bone in water, you just shouldn't prepare it the way you do during the week. What about soaking it in cold water? Our Mishnah says warm water, implying that cold water is okay. So how do you understand the Mishnah better than I? The answer is our Mishnah represents an, a single opinion, and a marginalized opinion. Rabbi Yossi is the one who said cold water is okay, and that's not the majority opinion. What's it used for? It's used for a heartache. He had that problem. It was on Shabbat, evidently. So actually, it was during the week, but he told him, drink three huge measures of this mixture in three days in a row. So he drank it on Thursday, and he came to the Midrash and asked whether he could have the third one on Shabbat. You could drink lots of water tons of water to flush your system and not worry on Shabbat. I'm not wondering about drinking, including this mixture. I'm wondering, can I soak it in order to prepare it? My. I had a case like that with myself. He didn't know. We asked quoted Rav. You could soak it in cold water. Sounds like Rabbi and leave it out in the sun to warm it up. Command the shari is that following Rabbi Yosi? No, Filamandas or even Rabbanan Hanimili Echel Oishtiklal. That's if you never had it before. Hacha given Oishti Chamishem Aleshabta. But if since you had it Thursday and Friday, Eloshat B'Shabbat Mistakein, you'd be in danger if you didn't drink it on Shabbat. So they allowed it. Mistamech Vaazer Rav Acha Bar Yosef Akatfed Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Parachte. So Acha Bar Yosef was leaning on his nephew. When he come to Rav Safra's house, Ailina, Rumi and Kimatu Aile, so they came in. What about rubbing a garment on Shabbat? 
Is he just trying to soften it? It's like a freshly laundered garment. Or you're trying to whiten it. You're softening and it's fine. When he left, so he was waiting on the outside. He said, what did you, was waiting on the outside. What did you ask him? He asked him, I said, I, I asked him about uh, rubbing a newly, gar- newly laundered garment. He told me it was okay. Why didn't you ask about a sudar? That was a simple one. I asked Ravuna already and he told me, because that's obviously only for softening it, because nobody cares if it's super white. Why don't you learn it from the sudra? Because here it looks like maybe you're trying to whiten it. With a sudar, it's not at all, so I couldn't learn from it. So now this uh, garment. To take it off, the, the hanger is okay. The hanger from it is asur. But if the hanger is a proper kli, mutar. It's one of the kilim used in the loom, then it's mutar. So it's a question of muktzah. This kind of uh, grass, if it's fit for animal food, you could carry it. If not, not. A meat hook could be carried. A fish hook can't be carried. So all these various statements, if somebody stands in the middle of a bed, like standing on a woman's stomach, meaning it's going to destroy the bed. In cases, that's not true. It depends on the bed. Now, a bunch of advice of Chista gave for the Talmidim. A Talmid who buys vegetable, leaves ben aricha, buy the long ones. Kisha kikisha v'urcha that was his advice. If you have a student who is buying, um, uh, because the, the reason he said it was because all of the bundles are the same width, and so therefore the length is going to prove that you have actually more there. And then he said, if you're going to buy bundles of uh, wood, uh, for for as wood, buy the long ones, because again, they're the same width, and you gain the length. If you don't have much bread, don't eat vegetables, it makes you more hungry, and you're going to want bread, you don't have bread. I didn't eat uh, vegetables when I was poor, now that I'm rich, I don't eat vegetables either. Because of the reason I said, where vegetables come, meat and fish are going to come. Meat and fish are more important. If you don't have bread, you shouldn't be the one to make a motzi. Because you're not going to cut it nicely. Like one brachot says in the seventh parak, you have to be botseba a nice piece. If you don't have much bread, there we go. I would not be botse. I wouldn't be the one to make hamotzi until I would uh, find all of the, make sure there was a lot of bread, and then I would make hamotzi because then I would feel comfortable to give everybody. 
If you could eat barley bread, but you ate wheat bread, you're wasting the better bread. If you could drink mead, you drink wine, same thing. Neither one of these is right. As we saw in the, earlier, of your body is more important, and you got to have better food for your body, a greater uh, consideration. If you don't have oil, wash your hands in the water of the of the uh, channels because the green growth there works on it like oil. If you buy a bone, buy from the neck. There's three kinds of meat there. You buy a garment, buy from that place, wash it every 30 days, It'll last for your, uh, a whole year. I guarantee it. My kitunita, what is that? Kitana, it's a kitana, nice garment. A, uh, a student should not sit on a new mat. Because it's sharp and it's going to eat up your clothes. Should not send his garments to his hostess. The house that he's staying in, uh, for her to wash. It's not nice to Because maybe because of the travels or for whatever reason he had a carry and she'll see it and it won't be nice. Okay, we're on the topic of Tsniyut. Be Tsanua in front of your husbands. This is Rav Chista's advice to his daughters. Don't eat bread in front of them. Don't eat vegetables at night because you're bad breath. Don't eat dates at night. Don't drink meat at night. Don't go to the bathroom where your husbands go. When somebody knocks at the door, don't say, who is it? as a male, but who is it as a female to make it clear that you don't really deal with other men besides your husband. And then he did something interesting. Margarita He took a jewel in one hand, and a piece of dirt in another hand. Margarita He showed them the jewel. He didn't show them the dirt. Until they got very, very curious. And then he showed them, showing them that a major part of the tzniut is what you don't show your husbands, they're going to be far more interested in, even if it's far less appealing, really. Uh, and the Mishnah said about soaking the vetch, we said that you could take things from the sifter and put it into the, uh, into the, uh, into the trough. Not a gun, like Rabbi says, once it's in the sieve, you can't touch it at all. <coughs> okay, the next Mishnah. You're allowed to sweep stuff away from in front of an animal that you're fattening up. And you're allowed to move trash away to allow animals to graze. You're allowed to take food from one animal, put it in front of another animal on Shabbat, and that everybody agrees. Okay, bye, Elohu. Rabbanon Aresha Pligi, when Rabbanon says, Chacham Mosrim, are they disagreeing with the first thing about the Patam? Or a Seifa Pligi, disagreeing about the Grazer? Or a Tarayah Pligi, disagreeing about both? Toshmat, let's see from this bright. In neither case may you sweep it to the side. There's all the problem about Shvui Gumot, 
of evening out the holes. This whole machloket is only if the trough is in the ground. You can move it. <laughs> Which means that some people allow it. Is there anybody who would allow Yivushal Karka? Kamashri Gumot. After all, you're evening out the holes and violating Choresh. We have one brighter that says, you can take food from an animal with a nice mouth and put it in front of an animal with a foul mouth, a bad mouth. The exact opposite. They both agree you could take it from a donkey and put it in front of an ox. But not in front of an ox to a donkey. So why are they called Piyayafe? Why is a donkey considered to have a nice mouth? It doesn't drool. As opposed to a um, a uh, a um, an ox that has drool. And the Mishnah that says you could take it from the animal that has a bad mouth. That's a donkey that's not very careful about what it eats. The para is careful about what it eats. Uh, okay. Now the next Mishnah. Let's say I have straw on a bed. And there's nothing else on the bed. So how do you lie down? Lo The kash has no purpose. You can't move it. It's muktza. Now no big You can move it with your body. was animal food or shayalav There was a pillow or a sheet on the bed. Then you could move it with your hand because not muktza anymore. The machbeisha ba'le batim. If you have a um, uh, a laundry. Things like a dryer, kind of like, of uh, this regular amateur home version, if you will. Matirin, you could take it apart and take food, clothes out. Volokovshin, you can't put them in to dry them, to mash them. Vishalkovshin, if it's a professional laundry one, lo yigabo, you can't touch it at all, because it's very tightly done. If you don't marry mayam, mutarav shabbat, if it was already untied, mutarav kulovishamto, you can untie the rest and take the clothes out. These are clothes that are actually being pressed for, for, for washing. Okay, Avonachman. Hi, Pugla. We saw this earlier. He says about a radish. If the if the it's exposed a little bit and the and the top end is the wider end, you're allowed to pull it out because it's not going to pull dirt out. But if you have the opposite, where you're going to pull more dirt out with it, then Asir. Our mission is not like Rav Nachman. You can shake it with your body. So you see, moving it with your body is not called tiltul. And therefore, moving this dirt with the, uh, with the radish shouldn't be tiltul and shouldn't matter which side is up. So he's not like our Mishnah, Shema Mina. Tarti Asir. He says that taking uh, peppers and um, <coughs> and cutting them one piece at a time, that's not called grinding, and that's mutar. 
but two of them already is asur. Rav says, since you're not doing it in the normal way, it's all afilu tu you could do a lot. Let's say somebody's swimming on Shabbat. First, wash yourself off before you get out of the water. Because otherwise you're going to carry the water for Amot and a Carmelite, because we assume that the area of the, of the lagoon or wherever you're swimming is a Carmelite. Even when you go in the water, you're splashing. The answer is Clearly, you're not swimming in Rishut Rabim, that's not likely. Therefore, it's a Carmelite, and there is no din of Kocho, which is of you splashing things out, prohibited in a Carmelite. Rabbi Vitim Rav Yehuda, teach Al-Gaber Let's say you have dirt on your on your foot. You clean it off on the ground. But not on a wall, because it looks like you're adding to the building with the dirt. Why can't you have to do it on the wall? That's not building. That's putting dirt on there. You actually do wipe it on the kotel. Why? Again, the concern that you're going to even out holes. You can't do either. Just like we had earlier, both are mutar. The moderator of Vina, my, my, if he says you can't do either, how do you clean it off? You find a board or a beam or a piece of wood. Don't sit right near the lechi at the entrance to the mavui. Why? Maybe you'll have something in your hand that's going to bounce out of your hand and go outside of the mavui and then you're going to go carry it. Person should not move a barrel to gumot, because otherwise you might end up evening out the holes in the floor of the uh, of the storehouse where the barrel is. A person should not tightly tie on a cover <clears throat> over a vial because you may end up that may lead you to schita to squeezing it out. Now you got dirt on your garment. You can rub it on the inside of the garment, but not on the outside. Watch this challenge. If you have it on your shoe, you can uh, scrape it off with the back of a knife. It's on your garment, and you can scrape it off with your nail. But don't... Don't rub it at all, not inside and outside. Ma'alav shaloi chasches klal, doesn't that mean at all? Lo shaloi chasches mimachutz, it means you don't rub it on the outside. Elim bifrim, only on the inside. Ravau, amrabalazo, amriyana, amigarin mean al chadash vale ashan, you can rub a new shoe, but not an old shoe. Bamemigaro, what do you use? Ravau, we got sakin, the back of a knife. An old, an elder told him, Get rid of what you taught in the place of uh, what Rabchia taught. You're not allowed to scrape a new or old uh, shoe. And the problem is that you're fixing it. You shouldn't rub oil on your sh- on your leg while it's inside the shoe. Or it's a dollar in a sandal. Because again, that oil is going to fix the leather. It's going to be ma'abed. You could rub oil on your foot and then put it in the shoe. 
You can rub your whole body in oil and then rub on, lie and roll around on top of a leather rug. That's not called ma'abed. That's only if you're doing it to shine it up. But to actually tan it, as it were, asur. That's a no-brainer. Who says you're allowed to shine it up? You're only allowed to do it the amount that it would take to shine it up. If it's the amount that would actually tan it, then it's too much. Okay, A small person should not walk out with a huge shoe because it's going to fall off and they're going to carry it. You can walk out with a big garment because it's not, not going to carry it, it just droop on him. A woman should not go out with a a, a, a patched-up shoe because she's going to be embarrassed and she's going to take it off and carry it. She shouldn't use it for chalitza. It's a valid chalitza. You're not allowed to go with a brand new shoe to go outside because what happens if it doesn't fit properly? You're going to carry it. That's only a woman. That's only if she never wore it even for one minute before Shabbat. So Shabbat if she wore it every Shabbat, then we're okay. Emus is the vice like holder where the shoe is sitting while they're stitching it and everything else. So you're take you're allowed to take it off. Bright says you're not allowed to take it off. It must be versus None. He says not a kli. It's not yet a minal because it's still on the emus, and therefore it's not a kli. Therefore it's muktza. Chum say it's makabel tumah, which means it's a kli, which means it's not muktza. So mutar. Ravu has the lenient position we saw in the seventeenth parak about the rishmalach to liisur, which in this case is the vise. Whether it's the tzorach kufo, the tzorach mekomo, you're allowed to move it, and so therefore you're allowed to move this vise to get the thing out. But shapir labaya the amar tzorach kufo mutar tzorach mekomo asur. Remember, how would abaya allow you to take the shoe out because you're moving the tight vise? The answer is it's not so tight; it's loose. So only if it's it's loose. That works for Abaye. Shapir. According to Rav, why does it need to be loose? I feel Even if it's tight, it's mutar because it's tzorach mekomo. Sorry, it's tzorach kufo. The answer is Ahid. Rabbi Yehuda Mishum Rabbi Liazor. Rabbi Yehuda Mishum Rabbi Liazor. My Rafui mutar. The answer is it's Rabbi Yehuda quoting Rabbi Liazor who says only if it is loose is it mutar. Uh, and if it's not loose, then it is asur, and that is the brighta. <coughs> so when Rabbi Yehuda said it's only if it's loose, he's quoting an aliba to Rabbi Eliezer, uh, because Rabbi Eliezer, of course, says it's not a full kli. So it's only a full kli, and therefore not muktzah if it's loose, because then it's done. So the issue is now not l'tzorach l'komo, etc., but the question is whether it's a kli at all. Okay, Adran Alach Tolin, we finished this very short parak of Tolin, we have an even shorter parak, there will be Sacha called One Podcast, Parak Notel, in the meantime, uh, we'll do that in the next podcast, in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.